2: The great city playboys, they're always around to help build your hope up and help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. So now you're in. <laughs> Woo!
0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Blazing Ride right Backstage. It is Thursday, May 19th, 2016, and uh, my mic just uh, cut out, so I have no idea if you can hear me. John Weeks, can you hear me over there? Oh, yeah, baby. All right. Well, I would like to welcome the Richter to my O'Brien, the Justin to my Selena, the Demi to my Lovato, the Oprah to my Gale, more like the Gale to my Oprah, the Sade to my Batarin Wah, Mr. Jonathan Weeks, Mr. Jonathan Weeks, how are you, man? <laughs> I'm
2: going well,
0: Take too long to leave behind, years yeah. Time would take too
3: long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's going on, man?
3: What's going on, babe?
0: Well, did you know that we began this incarnation of and Rye, and Rye backstage? We began it. On May ninth, two thousand thirteen, which means that we are right around just passing our third year anniversary. Wow! Oh my
3: goodness! Congratulations, Mike!
0: Congratulations to you, mine, and to the Wizard, mine.
3: Yes, to you, mine. No, to you. <laughs> oh my goodness! What a what a great uh, occasion! What a magnificent occasion here!
0: Oh. Yes. And and had I realized it before, I would have actually prepared a wonderful show. But, you know, we just have the same <laughs> <actual> crap tonight.
3: <laughs> no way. No way. That's not what we do here. Come on.
0: <laughs> That's right. We joy ride. We joy ride in here. I remember when on
3: the, the wheels fall off. The wheels fall off, baby.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I think one time Conan O'Brien said something like, and if you like this show – not a fan, and it was so funny to me the way that he was like. It was just so funny the way that he wasn't a fan of it. It was just great. But how do you feel three years in?
3: Three years in, I I feel like a little baby. I feel like uh, just started the show. I feel uh, you know a little experience under my belt, but really not too experienced. I think having a great time is still the key, and I'm still having a good time, and I'm loving it. Uh, you know, it it feels very, very fresh still. I think, um, you know, it's great. It's good. It's something I look forward to every single week, uh, every other week. And, uh, uh, it's good though. It's, uh, I'm loving it. I mean, I think we're still in our infancy. I think we're learning as we go and Mm
4: -hmm.
0: still having fun. Yeah, I would say so as well. I would say so (laughs) as well. Still in our infancy. And, uh, and the, the you know you know I I want I want to do this every day, let alone every other week. So I, I would know. be more know. You, you know you, you, yes. You are beyond yeah. joyriding. You you want to go hard on this?
3: I know you do. You uh, I think we should do this every day. <laughs> <laughs> we no. Do that for a whole week. I mean, if we do that for a whole week, we would, we would go crazy. But I I think it's not a bad <laughs> idea though.
0: Go crazy as opposed to what we are now. Yeah. True. <laughs> uh,
3: You're but right about yeah, that one, Ryan boy.
0: That does not have a good ring to it. Never say that again. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, that also means it'll be upcoming June June eighteenth will be uh six years since Blazing and Rye Radio started. So that's um Oh
3: my gosh.
0: Yeah, it's been oh. quite a time. Quite a time.
3: Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's uh, You know, still six years doesn't sound like a lot to me, but it, it feels like uh, you've been around forever. You've been, like, around most of my life, playing and riot, you know, listening to the show and listening to the interviews. It, it, it feels like you've been around since freaking uh, college, which was, like, eight, ten years ago. Can you believe that?
0: <laughs> well, that, uh, there was that other show. We had that Smooth Grooves of the Cues show that you would call into it. 3 a.m., and I was in the basement at Shine Auditorium at Syracuse, and one time I was there doing my 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. radio show with my friends from home, Asaf and Julian, and Asaf fell asleep on the floor, and he just farted the entire time.
3: <laughs> I didn't know Julian was on that thing. Was he really? Oh, yeah, I do. I do remember that, yes.
0: That was very oh, my. scary. That was a scary thing because you would have to go to the back entrance of Shine... Uh, which was the student center at Syracuse. You have to go to the back entrance and, and get in through like some dumpster you had to walk through to get there <laughs> or I guess it was by a dumpster and you had to have like a special key and then you got to go all the way downstairs and there's no, you know, it's all dark and there's no windows and, uh, You know, you walk into the radio equipment there, and it's very minimal, and you you do your thing. And then when we left that night, I remember with Asaf and Julian, uh, there was a tree, and where there would normally be leaves, there were crows, just like a million crows in this one tree. And it was horrifying.
3: (laughs) It sounds terrible. I mean, the... uh... The amazing obstacle that you went through to go do, do the show. I mean, the show was that was very innovative. I remember that and uh, calling you that. Oh, what? I would stay up. I, I would stay up that late just to be on that show. Sometimes it was amazing. I, I thought that was great. I'd stay up till three in the morning. It, that was a good times. You know, that that's when you found out that I was actually going to GW, and not Dartmouth. Remember that? Well, it wasn't.
0: At, it wasn't during the radio show. I remember when I. So here for, for our listeners, for our special anniversary show, we're gonna tell you a little secret um, about our friendship. So uh, when we were seniors in high school, uh, John Weeks and oh, okay, guess what? By the way, okay, hang on a second because D C Larue, okay. D C Larue just texted me. Uh, D C, how are you? Are you better? Because I knew he was going to be uh, texting me, and and now I'm in the middle of the show, and he was just in the hospital, and this is very, this is like the worst possible timing, but I felt guilty about not <laughs> messaging him before, um, uh, in mid-show, but uh, can call you after, I think he's pissed off. Are you pissed? Bye because I didn't say oh. anything the last couple of days but I was there for him the first couple of days of his hospitalization um anyway uh, this what's is really are
3: you all right is, is it serious or what's going on with him
0: he had some sort of and I say this because he posted it on his Facebook so everyone saw but he has some sort okay. of uh bacterial infection in his spine so he's getting um treatment oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was like serious, so he went to the ER. He had to have an operation, and and now apparently he made a full recovery, and uh, and now he's yeah. back, he says, "Yes, yes, DC Larue." He just says, "Hi Ryan, LaRue. hi Ryan." Huh?
3: Oh, DC Larue, I love it. I love it. A great guy, great guy.
0: Yes, di- disco legend DC Larue. Uh, he says, "Got to, got to take, take a nap." All of a sudden, I'm tired. I'll say, calling you tomorrow, we are talking about you on the air now. Uh, I, and think he's, I think he's pissed. I think he's pissed. <laughs> he is pissed. He says, I'm tired all of a sudden. I'm going to take a nap. He says, no, no, pissed. You are so silly. Later. All right. Um, <laughs> boy, we really had to put out nope. a fire mid-show, John Weeks, just now. is very frustrating, very... Uh, a uh, daunting task just was, was uh, just slapped in my lap just now.
3: That's why they call you the fireman. You slapped the hell out of it. I loved it. Uh, you took that task and you threw it off the building. I loved it. And that was fine. D.C. LaRue pulled through. He's not pit. Uh, hopefully not. And uh, he's doing well, though. I think he's a good guy. and Great kid. You should listen to that interview. If you haven't yet, it's amazing. You, you probably haven't listened to it. But... Uh... <laughs>
0: Well, I... Good kid. I, I mean, I, I, I listened to him. I I mean, I... Did I... I listened... I think I actually listened to the first part of it, because it's in two parts, and I think I listened to the first part because we did a show that night afterwards. Um, right. Yeah, but I don't think I listened to the second part of it. Anyway, but yeah, uh, D.C. LaRue, Disco Legend, one of the many people I've gotten... In, in my time on the, this uh, program and the on these programs... I've gotten to talk to Disco legend DC LaRue, the practical inventor of crack cocaine, freeway Ricky Ross, Broadway Woo! Legend Betty Buckley, Orange is the New Blacks, Leah Delaria, Sticky Fingers from Onyx, Bismarck, Kelly Pickler, I mean Sweet Brown.
3: Woo! This
0: goes on and on and on and, on and on. I mean, Tommy yes. James and the Shondells, Bowling for Soup, the guess who? I mean, if you guys haven't Woo! listened to any of these shows yet, you Danny Pintoro, which Weeks was on before. I mean, you gotta—it's all free. So just go to blazingrayradio.com or go to the podcast, go to the iTunes podcast, Blazing Radio, and we have just hours and hours and hours and hours of free, funny, and free entertainment for you.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, these interviews are not just interesting and fun, but uh, they're amazing. It's like, you know, there's like a relationship. There's an actual relationship between you and the interviewee and the guest, whoever it might, is, might be. And it's, it's amazing. Just listening to some of your interviews, you actually become very good friends with some of these people, uh, like uh, D.C. Veru. Uh, many of these other people that I've listened to. Uh, didn't you
2: have uh, – gosh,
3: I, I forgot who it was. But did you have a guest or somebody who's related to Whitney Houston and Bobby? Was what what it? Was Yeah,
0: we we've actually had we've had a ton of um, the Brown and Houston family on the show, and, yes. and we, yes. yeah, I yeah, yeah.
3: I just remember that show. I remember that show for some reason. I was on it, but of course I remember that. But I remember that them being so cordial and so nice to you. You're, they're like. Like, good friends with you. They were happy to talk to you and happy just to not even be on the show, but just to talk to you. I thought that was – that that's what stood out to me. I, I remember that very well. The guy was being very grateful and uh, happy to be on the show, and to, to even talk to you was was amazing. You know, you don't hear that from, you know, other shows. Like Jimmy Fallon, who who doesn't even know what he's talking <laughs> about to the cat. He, he has no Come idea on. what they're working on sometimes. I mean, it's so it's so phony, and, and this show is actually pretty legit. And you know, the, you, you do your homework, and they actually are very interested in talking to you.
0: You know, impressive,
4: sir, impressive.
0: Well, thank you. But the the one that we did with um the uh, I think the the members of um, the Brown family that we interviewed yeah. were uh see he he's changed his name a couple different times. I think it was it used to be Shizgotti, now it's Chizzy Porter, and he's really Shane Brown. He's Bobby Brown's nephew. And then we also had uh, YF Kennedy on, who I think is, like, another nephew or cousin or something. Um, Okay. And then, but remember during that show that the entire family was calling in? Like, we were getting so many phone calls, and then uh, John Houston called in, who was Whitney Houston's nephew, and it was just... Uh, you know, a lot, yeah, it's crazy that, you know, there's the, this is their home on the Internet, and then I couldn't be happier about that.
3: Absolutely. And they love to talk to you, and they have a lot of respect for you, and that you, you for them.
0: And it was like,
3: uh, it wasn't like, you know, you were interviewing them. It was like two friends talking, but much like you and I do. So it was, that's what's spectacular about the show. And you get a lot of information and a lot of honesty and genuineness that uh, otherwise they wouldn't get in, in other interviews.
0: Yeah and we're and we're hoping to uh get some some great ones coming up so just stay tuned. I know we've been doing uh, a lot of no guest shows for a long time now um and and you know that I have the most fun on these shows where we're just shooting Absolutely. the shit and stuff. Um but uh but we're we're going to get back to that. So just keep you know stay tuned and uh some exciting stuff coming up for sure. And uh, now that we're done sucking each other's cocks, the um...
2: (laughs) –
0: by the way, I went to this this cabaret that – okay, so (laughs) my friend Casey, she tells me that her husband, Jeff, is playing guitar in a cabaret at 54 Below – and I always think, well, 54 Below is very expensive. I hate when my friends have stuff there. And this wasn't even my friend. It was, it was Casey's husband who's playing guitar for this kid that I don't know. His name's Josh. Um, he was on uh, SVU once a couple of years ago. I don't know. But anyway, it was the most masturbatory thing that I have ever seen. And I've seen, you know, so much stuff, so so much theater in high school and college. I've never seen anything where I've never been covered in so much jizz in my life. It was, <laughs> it was just like, oh my god, why am I watching this? And you know, uh, it's enough already. If you're gonna do a show. Don't jerk off in front of everyone Do 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 a show And I don't really know what the hell I'm talking about right now But if, if you saw what I'm talking about You would know what I'm talking about If you know what I mean
3: So a lot of ejaculates Over <laughs> everybody that, Was that what you're saying?
0: A lot of ejaculates A lot of ejaculates too
3: <laughs> It sounds like our joke off was it, was it like that good Or was it like just too much? Overkill.
0: It was like uh, an unwanted joke off.
3: Oh, okay. Who wants that? I mean, that that sounds terrible. I mean, it was uh, like a joke
0: it, off. It was like a joke off without the lube.
3: Oh, but it's, oh, that's too much. That you know, that's a little rough. But it's not smooth. Uh, who wants that? That sounds terrible. <laughs> and uh, it's you know, that, that person lucky that you didn't know him. I would have yelled at them for what a terrible performance. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this Josh character, anyway? Oh, uh, you know, terrible name, by the way.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that.
3: Um, <laughs> I was never a big fan of that Josh name. I remember there was this Josh I knew in elementary school. He was a very tall lad. and uh, Yeah, they
0: you know, always like, are
3: he always he always likes to eat bugs off the ground. Never strange people, Josh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've never known a Josh who didn't have a lot of problems, but like I was talking to Nick Lichtenberg about last night, he and I are good friends always will be because we have uh, a lot of issues. We're, you know, we're crazy people. That's okay. That's right.
3: That's right. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh you got to have a lot of issues uh, otherwise you're just Normal, which is not good. Normal is not good. I think that's, normal is the new crazy. I think
0: it's kind of like how uh, geeky or nerdy is the new cool.
3: Yes, yes, I remember. Crazy that.
0: is the new normal.
3: Crazy, yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, I think geeky is the new cool. It's hysterical. I remember, an old friend used to say, "If you want to be cool, John Weeks," he said. Walk like a jock, but think like a nerd. I don't know really, what quite frankly, what that means, but
0: uh, that was his philosophy of <laughs> life. Wow, that's, that's actually deep. How old was that kid?
3: That kid was like in middle school. No, high school. It was high school. It was like, it was like uh, you know, when we were about 16, 17. Eric Baker is his name.
0: Mm, shout out to Eric Baker. You're a very d- deep person. Uh, yeah. Um. So... <laughs> Uh the you know that guy who was on um the who was on Bewitched as like the I forget uncle something or whatever and he was the center square on Hollywood Square as Paul Lind. You remember him at all? He's the guy who talked like this. You remember? Him? Yes,
3: I remember him. Yes. Bewitched, great show.
0: <laughs> he was what?
3: Bewitched was a great
0: show. I remember that. Oh, yes. Yes. Actually, I saw somebody write it as bewitches the other day, which made it look really terrible. Like, it was, like, about a bunch of bitch witches, rather than bewitched, which is very innocent, but bewitches. It looked like bitch witches. Anyway, this guy, one time, he goes into into a, a, a dressing room with a bunch of dancers in it, and I've told you this before, but I'll tell you it again, and he... He goes in there and, you know, all the dancers are getting dressed and stuff. And it's the, some some backup dancers. They had just performed. They're, they're getting changed. And then he walks in and he goes, this place smells like cunt.
2: <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think.
0: <sighs> oh apparently, he, oh, apparently he was a huge... Watch anti-Semite.
3: Are you serious?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I learned all that from from guess who? Gilbert, of course. Um, But, you know, (laughs) speaking of uh, talk shows that, um, you know, where the interviewer was actually good, uh, David Letterman retired a year ago tomorrow. A year ago tomorrow. Oh, my
3: gosh. Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. It feels like
3: so much longer. No, no. Does it? To me, it does. It feels like uh, ages since quality uh, late-night television's been around. <laughs> and uh, you know, I will. I, you know, even though I wasn't a huge fan of it, I will include him as as probably one of the best. And uh, just doesn't, does. feel right. doesn't feel right. feel the same. I can't watch the other guys. I can't watch them anymore. No, I
0: can't they're, do it. no, they're intolerable. Uh, and it's not even that they're bad hosts. It's just that for some reason, the shows just are unwatchable, especially. Never mind. But let's go to. Um, let's <laughs> do a top 10 list in uh, Dave's honor. And, John Weeks, I want you to give me a little Letterman theme music, if you would. <laughs> Letterman's theme was ba ba na 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 out ba na 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 out ba na na and you were going. <laughs> I remember Leno's theme. I remember Leno was.
2: Oh my
0: god, you, you that's a good memory right there. Wow. And he would be up there shaking hands and stuff. And what was Conan's old hey. team? He was. Like, bum, 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 bum. Nope, don't remember it. What?
3: Leno. How long has it been uh, that Leno's been off? It's got to be like what,
0: three years, four years? Nobody can possibly answer that because there <laughs> were so many different times that he went off and on and off and on. Uh, but but it was definitely before the Leno retired for the second or third time before Letterman retired the first time.
3: <laughs> Everybody I, feel loves like Le- I feel like Leno should have been in the the movie Captain America Civil War. I think he would have been he should have been a villain. He, he was a great yeah. Villain. <laughs> yeah, <the> villain.
0: Yeah, as a villain, yeah. He he could be like auto-mechanic man or something. I, I <laughs>
2: yeah, so, you know,
0: uh, Steve, uh, what's his name, Steve Rogers? Is that Captain America Steve Rogers? So, you know, yeah, Steve, Steve yeah, very good yeah, I was talking to Bruce, and we were talking about how he, you know, he he gets very angry sometimes when he gets really angry. He's a little, uh, he
1: gets a little green, and he gets
2: a little... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 I got Iron Man over there. Iron Man, yeah, we could, could use him in the garage. So,
2: <laughs>
0: this is from one of David Letterman's actual top 10 lists. Uh, this is Subway Punk's top 10 etiquette tips. All right, we all know them, we all can't stand them. They are the Subway Punks. We know them, can't stand them. You know Ooh. what I'm talking about. Subway punks. Uh, All right. Definitely. Here we go. Number 10. When passing a sharpened screwdriver to a friend, remember, it's handle first.
2: <laughs>
0: Number nine. Don't be selfish. Share your radio music with everyone else in the car. <laughs> Always say, could I have $5, please? Number seven, (laughs) allow your actors and ladies to jump turnstile ahead of you. Number six, (laughs) lookouts work as hard as anybody. A 15% gratuity is customary. I I don't know what that means. Number five, don't embarrass a victim by pointing out a fake Rolex. Number four, when two wolf cats meet in a car, the group moving from front to rear has the right of way. Number three, victims who don't press charges deserve a nice thank you note. Number two, learning new phrases in a foreign language can, get, can save you minutes of fruitless shoving and slapping. And the number one Subway Punk Top Ten Etiquette tip is drum roll. Drum roll, please. Don't be greedy. Leave some valuables for the next gang of thugs. And
2: <laughs>
0: and you know, one no, time there was, there was one time there was a uh, a thing about um, how what's it call? It wasn't funny. Um, number one, Ooh. like the top t- the top ten reasons. Number one is not funny, and it was a very <laughs> ten list.
3: Oh, man. I I don't agree. I think uh, number one is not as funny as number two or
0: three usually. But
3: uh, I thought it was all funny. You know, my uh, my vice president. This is how much Dave Letterman pervaded culture. How he was so so big. Uh, my vice president when I, went, when I was class president in uh, my sophomore year. Um, he was the top ten list of why you should vote for Javi Rodriguez for vice president. And it was funny. And I think it got
0: him elected. Wow. And it was was it a comedic comedic top ten list? Yeah, it was comedic, yeah. hmm
3: It was very good. I I always thought about that. I you know, that's what stood about to me about Letterman. He he pervaded culture in the weirdest of ways and it worked very well. I
0: uh I I remember talking to like I remember, some people really don't understand it. Uh, how kind of uh, difficult that you know? It's like it's it's like a mourning a like a death because, um, right. like, I remember Mike Torito who's filled in for you before on this show, and you know that show was not great, and it wasn't his fault. It was my fault. Um, I, I was okay. very low energy. I was like, Jeb Bush up there. I was very <laughs> low energy. And Mike Torito had the high energy. I had the low energy. So it's not his fault, but, you know, if you want to listen to an episode of Blazing Ride backstage, I don't recommend that one. Um,
2: and
0: uh, You know, uh, I was telling him, like, you know, that I was upset, I guess, about Dave retiring. And he was like, who cares, who cares about late night TV? And then I, I had to explain... Right. And I had to explain to him that that's not all that it is for me because and maybe you understand this from you being for some reason a Leno fan but when <laughs> uh, what no matter what was going on and you know growing up is not easy and no matter what was going on in uh, uh life in like middle school high school college uh afterwards deep depressions injuries whatever you know I always knew that Dave would be there at 1135 at night to, and he would be able to make me laugh like nobody else could. And, uh, and, and there's, there was just something that was the only consistent thing. So I remember, you know, Fondoulis and I went to the last show last year and I'll never forget that. Like just that feeling of total finality at the end of the show, you know, the fighters had just played and then, and then the show and then Dave comes out one last time and says to the audience, Everybody have a good uh good summer, thanks so much, and you know, for one final time. And then uh he leaves and then everyone in the audience is just standing there. And it, it was kind yeah. of me, it was kinda reminiscent of um when Rent first opened and the playwright, Jonathan Larson, had passed away the night before this show opened. And mm-hmm and he was like 26 years old or something and oh my god and so he had a an aneurysm heart aneurysm i think and then he uh, and then everyone in the audience just sat there for a long time not doing anything not knowing what to do you know they had already done their standing ovations and everything and people weren't leaving and then some guy just yelled out thank you Jonathan Larson and then that you know created the ability to to break and and uh leave uh, for the audience well, to leave, but it felt similar to that, like it was just this kind of nobody knew what to do everyone was just standing there and the pages there had to be like okay, Dave doesn't do an encore and uh, we, can you go out this way and they were like guiding <laughs> everyone out Then Nick and I get interviewed by WCBS radio after that and um, and I thought he was very eloquent I thought what I said was ridiculous but the, they used me, not, not Nick which was nice, and um, and then Fondulius and I just and keep in mind Fondulius and I have nothing in common aside from Letterman. You know, he's, he's he's more along the lines of of your school of thought, John Weeks, if if you know what I mean. And what does that mean? If you, know if, you know know? if you know what I mean? No, 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 not with Leno. With you know, with with other things, if you know what I mean.
3: Okay, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I think I know what you mean. Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah.
0: If you know what I mean. I just don't want to get Fondulis in trouble based on the industry that he's in.
3: That's, sure. Uh, no, I, I know what you mean. That's fine. That, that's a good friend. That's a good friend. <laughs> anyway,
0: <laughs> I'll continue this later. Do you know what time it is? Oh, my God. He
2: can't be already. Oh, am Oh, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. With, I confess, IBS. Uh,
0: Tom Fogarty!
2: Yeah. Yeah. Tom
1: Fogarty! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on, yeah, sir, yeah. Mine, man? Nothing, just catching up with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, finally watching that shit. And don't know why <laughs> NWA didn't get to play nothing.
0: Whoa. I, they, They said it was their own decision. They said that there was something that they couldn't put together a solid performance, so they figured they'd just better skip it. Wow! Ooh. Sounds like maybe they're still not getting along, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Um, and uh, what, 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 well, you know, we had one of the guys who got inducted that night, Gary, uh, Danny Seraphim, rather. He he was on uh, Blaze and Rye. Uh, so you go check out that interview. Um, yeah. he was in, inducted with the band Chicago, of which he was one of the founding members. Um, Woo. but, uh... A rock and roll band with horns. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Sometimes they do thought it right. I all rock
1: and roll bands had horns.
0: Oh. <laughs> like they're the devil. No. No. <laughs> you mean... Oh, you mean because of their cocks?
1: Yeah, boy. <laughs> what about
0: what about all girl groups, all girl rock bands? They get ones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and w- what do you what are you up to? What are you uh, what's what's your life about, sire?
1: Oh, we got uh, the last reading of our 360 Lab series coming up on Saturday,
2: Woo! with uh,
1: the lovely kid doing yes. a reading of Sarah Kane's final play, the one that she wrote and then killed herself. Um, just a festive, fun little 60 Minutes in the Theater called 448 Psychosis. So we're looking forward to unearthing That Sucker.
0: Oh, wow. Sounds very intense. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, speaking of intense things... Uh, let's get to it. Who have you got for us tonight for Woo! our third anniversary show, Hot Mess Awards Sire? Really? Yeah, Ray. yeah Ray. Happy Happy anniversary sire mine. Damn! I wish I'd known
1: that. I'm, I wish I'd known that. I might have washed my boots. <laughs> no,
3: no, no, no,
1: no. Never I've watched the pooch Oh well, first up. And I don't know which one of them it is. It might even be the damn chicken. But last <laughs> night on Survivor, I don't know if you caught the, the final episode and who won and then the reunion. During the oh. reunion, Sia showed up. Woo! And the she singer? showed up with two fifty $50,000 checks. Both of them earmarked to tie the little Asian dude that made it to the final three Ooh. who was so in love with animals and the chicken that they were given to you know eat but he trained the son of a bitch and managed to like sit there the final three as they were being grilled by the jury and he's the chicken had his head buried in his crotch and he's petting it oh mm. And then he, <laughs> released it, he released it into the wild as they were leaving. And so Sia was so taken by this that she came to the final show, presented him with a $50,000 check for himself for Whoa. showing Americans how to be kind to animals. And then wow. the second $50 check was for him to donate to the animal fund of his choosing. Wow. Yeah. All that for stroking his chicken.
3: He loves stroking that
0: chicken. <laughs> Keep stroking that chicken. Uh got a little Ernie and Nastis in him. So I hope I mean this guy sounds like a vegetarian maybe, no? I think so.
1: Yeah, he was Woo! he was yeah, he was a tad on the uh you know, all things inside.
0: <laughs> and who's who's your second hot mess, sire?
1: A second hot mess has got to be this fucking thing they're going to show apparently on the final show of The Voice next week. Mm -hmm. The hologram of Whitney Houston singing with a live Christina Aguilera. Apparently, like, a snippet of it surfaced on Facebook for a hot minute today before it was uh, uh, immediately taken down. They don't Mm -hmm. know who released it or how it got out there. But, yes. Mm. I That's think it'd be more interesting if, if it was a hologram of Whitney and Bobby Christina singing.
3: Ooh, that'd be nice.
1: Because mm. then it'd be a real hologram, right? The, uh, yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. that is. I just, I just find it
0: murky all around.
3: Yeah, it, yeah. it sounds ridiculous.
0: <laughs> well, did you see the Michael Jackson hologram? That was pretty strange. Yeah, that was.
1: And speaking of of Michael Jackson, you saw your 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 good old buddy Kanye on with Ellen the other day, right?
0: I didn't see it. I I read something about it, but what happened? Oh my God! Well, he said
1: you know he was as big a fashion person as Michael Jackson was, and he brought up the Picasso thing, being greater than Picasso again, because he sees music. He doesn't hear it. He sees it. Oh my and he basically didn't deal with Ellen for like a seven minute just sort of talking to the audience, trying to like, you know, tell tell his genius. Ooh. And and you just kept wishing that you could see the bubbles above Ellen's head because what the hell was she
0: thinking? She just like – she just sat back and let him go. It was really quite interesting. Uh, I think – I mean – I think there's no stopping him at that point. I don't think there's anything yeah. she could have done. Yeah. yeah and that's right that. my
1: third hot mess. My third hot mess is the drinkers of Wisconsin.
0: You Whoa. know that? Means? No, what's oh. that?
1: They did a survey per capita of people who drink and people who drink to excess. And seven of the top ten cities in the country are in the state of Wisconsin. Wow. (laughs) With the first four being Appleton, Oshkosh, Nina, Green Bay, and Madison. And then Fargo slips in there for number five. And then six is La Crosse, seven, La Fondac. And then you get Ames, Iowa at eight. And then we go back to Wisconsin (laughs) for (laughs) Eau Claire. Oh, my. And then rounding out 10. And the name of the fucking city alone is probably why they drink Mankato, North Mankato.
0: <laughs>
2: what?
0: It was probably a oh drunk, my
2: person.
1: God.
0: This drunk person who named it. They're like, what's the name of your dad? Mankato, North Mankato. Mankato. And then, Mankato
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> and, <laughs> <Waspawa> <laughs> and Sheboygan, <laughs> and Missoula, and Grand Fox, and Racine, Woo! and
0: Beloit,
1: and <laughs> Milwaukee. And Wakesha Wakesha.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok make it up. Well I know, and the poor dear, poor deer wasn't
1: gonna sing anything about that asshole when he had her pulled from the billboard awards. She oh. was just
2: gonna go out there and be like
1: No, no, it ain't me, baby. It ain't me, you all looking for man. Looking for Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's right.
0: And are you guys lubed up and ready to joke off? Oh, I'm,
1: I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm galoobed.
0: All right, let's do it.
2: I'm
0: I'm now. I, I don't feel right without playing this one. Cue the strings and the horns.
4: It was very catchy. <laughs> 25 from 6 to 4.
2: Ooh.
1: As I was walking down the street one day. Wah, wah.
0: <laughs> Kick us off fire.
1: George Zimmerman announced last week that he is auctioning off the gun he used to kill teenager Trayvon Martin. And Hitler posted an ad on eBay to sell his very first Staticaster. Oh. 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 Yeah didn't know he played <laughs> guitar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, third talented. Yes. <laughs> Smoke in the oven. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh.
3: Then Trump gave Jimmy a wet willy on the monkey bars <laughs> pulled Betty hairs on the swing. Why wait? <laughs>
0: Shit. I fucked that one up. That was supposed to come here weeks. Put that after. Where's <laughs> the one it was supposed to go after? Put, oh, what the put, hell? Put it – We say that again after the Fogarty one that says pre, presumptive Republican. You see that one? Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Yeah, put that after there. Okay, back to you, Fogarty. Sorry. And that,
1: children, is a non sequitur.
0: <laughs> I kind of like it that way, though.
1: McDonald's has been testing flesh – oh, fresh – beef patties <laughs> for the first time in 14 Dallas locations. What the fuck have we been eating then?
3: <laughs> uh,
0: got that right, Tommy boy.
3: <laughs> A new viral video shows Pete, the farting, corn-eating wombat. But enough about my first wife. <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> then he gave him a wet lily on the monkey bars And patted his hair on the swing
2: <laughs> ah, it was a pretty weak impression. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you ready, Weeks?
3: I'm ready
1: <laughs> Okay Presumptive Republican presidential nominee Donald Trump responded to London's Muslim mayor Sadiq Khan's criticism of his ignorance about Islam by saying, he doesn't know me, he hasn't met me, doesn't know what I'm all about. I think they were very rude statements, which Muslims said, are you fucking kidding me?
3: <laughs> then Trump gave Jimmy a wet willy on the monkey bars and pulled Benny's hair on the swing.
0: There it is. There we go. I'm not sure what what accent you were doing there for Trump sire. That wasn't Trump. That was Mayor Sadiq Khan. No Mayor Woo! Sadiq Khan. He wasn't the one who said it. He said he responded to the mayor about Islam by saying it was Trump. All drunk, baby. Whatever.
2: I'm
1: out on the swings with the fucking monkey.
2: (laughs) Okay.
3: Oh.
0: (laughs) Payless pulled light-up shoes after a Houston family said their toddler's shoes caught fire. Apparently, the store's manager knew something was wrong after a middle-aged man in a white van nearby said, "Man, that is one hot baby."
1: Oh, chick bow wow (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Connecticut man Sean
2: Collins was arrested
1: Sunday morning after firing gunshots because his friend was taking too long in the bathroom. (laughs) Dude, what a shitty way to die. (laughs) that's right bye Felicia
0: (laughs) what would it take John Weeks what would it take to make you fire gunshots how bad would you have to go to the bathroom
3: (laughs) it would have to be well it wouldn't have to be too bad you know it (laughs) was supposed to be going in my pants and firing gunshots to get to a toilet I'd fire the gunshots no doubt about it (laughs) There's no
1: other choice. No, yeah. uh, I'm just shitting a can. <laughs> shit in a can? Yeah. What about yeah, I like I, I shit. Get the old Posta pot out. Get the lobster pot out and take a crapper in it.
3: I did that once. I did that once. I couldn't make it to the to the bathroom in time, so I shit in my garbage can. But <laughs> the smell was awful.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs>
3: and you I and can't believe awful.
0: you just shared that. It was in it your was dorm, so wasn't terrible. it? It was in your dorm room. It was in
3: my dorm in my, uh, yes, my sophomore year in college. And the smell was rancid. You couldn't get rid of it. It was there for like three weeks. It lingered. I even threw away the garbage can. It was disgusting. It was just terrible. (laughs) What?
0: Wait, how long did you leave the shit, the actual fecal matter, in the can?
3: Well, that's a good question. I mean, I I couldn't take it out right away because there were people out in the hallway And uh, so I had to wait for like a day. So it's in my room for a day. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
3: (laughs) It was not a pleasant smell. No.
0: No.
1: No, 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 no. no. (sighs) That's a smell thing, but I got a good one. Eating an entire big jar of peanuts one time. And I got so fucking sick. But I knew I was going to hurl, and I wasn't going to make it to the bathroom. So I grabbed one of those old, you know, like tin metal little garbage cans that everybody had, you know, in, in rooms in their homes growing up. And it sounded like fucking machine gun fire as those nuts hit the bottom of that fucking thing. It was with such velocity and so long, it sounded like a fucking machine gun fire was going on. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> what a shitty way to die.
3: <laughs> Singer Megan Trader fell at the end of her performance on oh, the that show. That's that date. That
1: that no sense. I, that guess, that beat. Beat. No, I
3: guess when you're all about that pace, you have no time to be all about that balance either.
1: No, that's <laughs> that
3: it's oh. all about that bass All about that bass
1: Or as Weeks would say About that bass <laughs> I, I sure you love that bass It's all about that bass <laughs> He thought it was a song about
0: trout <laughs> I think every song is about trout a new porn parody based on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is called 10-Inch Mutant Ninja Turtles and features a character called Dongatello. The turtles say they were circumcised by Shredder. Oh! Oh!
2: Washington State teenager Monique
3: Tillman uh has sued a mall cop and a cop Jared Williams after being violently arrested for riding her bicycle in the mall's parking lot where's Paul Blart when you need him yeah (laughs) (laughs) Paul Blart mall cop how
1: how old was she oh she's a teenager I heard ooh (laughs) but violently arrested for riding her bike
0: yeah yeah that's just wrong. World.
1: About as wrong as this. I knew I wasn't cray cray. <laughs> Woo! Because someone like I had turtles on my head. <laughs> Florida woman Nicole Marie <laughs> Bionice was driving through Deltona Monday when a flying turtle crashed into her windshield. <laughs> Hope it wasn't one of those ten-inch mutant ninja ones. <laughs>
0: don't want Dongatello on your windshield, that's for sure. No,
1: ooh, I don't know. That could be kind. Of, I think I saw that
0: porn movie once.
1: <laughs> well Donatello on the windshield of a convertible.
0: That sounds like wow. sounds like a love song. Dongatello on the windshield of a convertible. That's right. Or like a movie from the fifties.
1: That's right. Once, twice, ten inches, maybe
0: <laughs> turtle.
3: <laughs> Scientist Mark Edwards has said Mark Ruffalo is spreading bogus information in Flint, Michigan. According to Edwards, Bruce Banner cannot turn into a huge green monster whenever he gets angry.
1: <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> 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 now, now, you tell me how fucked up Flint is right now. I know someone who just got back from there, and they were given bottled water everywhere they went, but at the motel they were told it was okay to take a shower in it, but they wouldn't advise taking a bath in it. Ooh. I'm pretty sure if I can't sit in the water, I don't want the water any fucking where on me. How is it okay to like be in a fucking shower Where you know it gets in your eyes and your ears And your mouth And oh. your other orif- orifices <laughs> And that was okay Broke, That was bro. somehow okay Get the oh. fuck out of town
2: bro.
1: They're they gonna be some dirty motherfuckers Up in Flint Ain't nobody taking a bath and shit.
0: <laughs> Oh man Oh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas gave the commencement address at Hillsdale College in Michigan on Saturday. He told grads not to hide their faith or their beliefs or their cocks in their briefs. No trouble.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And to continue the theme, in a moving commencement speech at Drew University on Saturday, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar challenged students to reimagine the American dream. And then Donald Trump kicked Jabbar out of the damn country.
0: (laughs) Yep. Yep.
1: He didn't realize he was just another black man.
3: Oh. Senator Cory Booker called on the George Washington University class in 2016 to go beyond tolerance and to strive for a nation of love. While well, at the University of Pennsylvania, Donald Trump talked about Rose Donald being a gross troll <laughs> who bleaches her mustache and never wears clean underwear.
1: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You're
3: right about that one, Donnie boy. <laughs>
0: That's so wrong.
2: Did you just
0: just applaud yourself and say, you right about that one Johnny boy? No,
3: you write about that one Johnny boy?
0: Oh, it'd be funnier if you said
2: Johnny. (laughs) That
3: was a hell of a joke. Ben and
0: Jerry's launched... An empowerment ice cream flavor this week to protest voter ID law in North Carolina, while Donald Trump's campaign released an ice cream ice cream called "Deport the Brownies."
1: Oh, oh with oh. nuts or without? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: okay, we ready to wrap this up. Let's yeah. wrap it up. Lube it, after up, wrap a it up. Wrap it up. Wrap, it, up wrap, wrap, wrap it up. You're going to see it. Wrap, wrap it up. After wrap, a wrap, customer in Greenville, South Carolina, Waffle House called Juvenile's wife a hoe, the rapper beat him up. And after he was done beating the fellow Waffle to a bloody pulp, Juvenile said. Cause you look don't want to back that thing up. Who's a fine motherfucker? Won't you back that ass up? Call me Big Daddy when you back that ass up. Oh, who's you to play with to back that
2: ass up? <laughs> That's
1: right. Girl, you look good. Won't you back that ass up? Who's a fine motherfucker? Back that ass up. Call me Big Daddy when you back that ass up. You, who you been playing with to back that ass up? better back that ass <laughs> up. I'm sweating in my drawers, yeah. Back that ass back up. That ass Wanna up. walk along and hard like I back that ass back up. That ass <laughs> up. <laughs> uh,
0: sire, I since you we
1: stop t- singing now, back, that ass, back up. that ass up.
0: Since we were talking about all of your uh, orifices before, uh, for the the third anniversary, we do have a highlight of of you on the show. Can you stick around for another minute? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: All right. So this is you talking about an incident you had when you weren't feeling very well, and this is uh, from, uh, was it was it one or two years ago? Uh, I think it was one year ago. Here we go.
1: Then I thought I was seeing light at the end of the tunnel, and I ended up with the puking, crapping version of the flu. Oh. Now, one has not lived until one has <laughs> reached that age. And it happens on a regular basis now. I sit down on the toilet in the morning, and I let out that shudder that I remember hearing from my grandpa when his balls would hit the water. (laughs) I know I've reached that point where I have grandpa balls, but it's the first time I've had diarrhea (laughs) since discovering the phenomenon of grandpa balls. So I am... I am throwing up into a waste basket while I'm sitting on the toilet, shitting my brains out, when suddenly my grandpa balls drop another inch, and boom, right into the shitty water.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. And not much you can do
1: about it when you're just, you know, exploding from all orifices.
2: <laughs> and...
1: And your nuts are floating around in the the shitty water. (laughs) The only thing nice about it, though, is with every flush, I got a free ball wash. (laughs) Oh, I forgot all about that. That
3: was a good one. You're laughing now what's going to happen to
0: you in about another 30 years, so get used to it. (laughs) <laughs> what do you do? So d- d- did you did you have to shower, or you just accepted the toilet uh, water as the as the cleanser?
1: I just got oh. close to the edge when I flushed. <laughs> <laughs> the, ones with the world them. Now you said yep. that. And I, armed, and I hung and I hummed at the car wash. <laughs> <laughs> at, the,
0: at the ball wash even. Yeah. You you said things were coming out of all orifices. Now, were you also. Imagine if you were getting a Blumpkin at the same time. (laughs) If I Uh, I was what? If you were getting one of those Blumpkins, you know? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah.
1: I can't, you'd have to be one sick fuck to want to blow somebody who's, freaking <laughs> <and shit. laughs> I'm not even sure I have come across that website and I searched them <laughs> on a- <laughs> to find out what freaky fetishes are going on out there. And that's not one I've come across. <laughs> oh, my <goodness>. oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I think
0: that that's the end of that clip, finally. But, man, you just went on about that. I mean, that was a great, great story.
1: Oh, thank
0: Grandpa.
1: you. <laughs> yeah, Grandpa. I'm reminded about once a week as I do the little dip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and And here's a clip. Here's you, sire, impersonating John Weeks.
3: Oh, gosh. Scientific
0: American
1: has discovered that the Moroccan spider does cartwheels to escape predators. What the hell? It didn't work for me when I did cartwheels upside down, spin away from the bullies in middle school, said John Lee. Brilliant,
2: brilliant.
1: (laughs) What the hell? What
2: the hell is
0: it? That's a pretty accurate impression, right? That
3: was, that was excellent. Yes, yeah, yeah. The only excitement <laughs> there, the,
0: the, yeah. the
3: total uh, incoherence and everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and one more highlight from Sire Tom Fogarty we have here. This is um, a joke that was somewhat difficult for you to get through. Here we go.
1: Oh my God! Now bear with me on this one, because I hope I get through it. Because I just about Shit my pants earlier.
2: <laughs> Canadian man.
1: <laughs> no, not yet. Canadian man Donald Popadick
2: <laughs> is accused of
1: exposing his genitals in Mo <laughs> in Mooney <laughs> in Mooney's <laughs> Day Park in Ottawa, Canada, on April 14th, and on the other side of town, doing the exact same.
2: Uh, <laughs> doing the exact same thing <laughs> uh, with Darlene Vultagoski. I'm talking about Darlene Vultagoski. It's <laughs> sorry, I'm going to be near a oh, <our> toilet.
0: Uh, <laughs> Are you yeah, near a well, toilet? No.
2: Oh oh that was that
1: would about killed me this afternoon, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs>
2: Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh my.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: now, you realize if she were
1: to marry Donald Papa Dick, she'd be Darlene Papadick Dick LAUGHTER <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, God.
3: <laughs>
2: <Ooh>.
3: <laughs> New York's most infamous <laughs> 90s <club. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I can't do it. I can't do it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me crying here. Oh, oh, I feel like this is your
1: life. The
2: best laugh. Yes. yes.
0: Papa Dick and Grandpa balls.
2: <laughs>
0: and while, and while we're all here. Uh, Let's close out these anniversary clips with one that features all of us and uh, the old standard, the old classic, and then we'll let Tom go. Here we go. I remember when I was in LA that Taco Bell had this delicious crunch wrap or something that you could, it was meant to eat when you drove. So I would, after like leaving work at midnight, I would eat this delicious crunch wrap from Taco Bell at like one AM in Burbank and it was you know
1: it was uh, what the hell does the crunch have to do with driving? That's I'm <laughs> It was like it was
0: it was put together in a form that was easy to handle while driving. And it's a regular rap does it make that so it was not a regular wrap. It almost was like kind of a pizza, but wrapped in crunch. <laughs> <sighs> and, uh, oh, my gosh. Man. But um, did you, Sire, did you remember that Booster Cooch joke? No. <laughs>
1: I totally oh. forgot
0: that. Now it's weird in your memory. All right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Break a leg Saturday, and we'll see you thank soon. Ya. And uh, till the wheels fall off. Happy anniversary, Tommy Boy, mine. Happy you,
3: thank
0: anniversary, ya. Tommy. Ciao, Bellies.
3: Ciao.
0: Ciao Good night, Wizard, mine. Good
3: night,
0: Wizard, mine. Wizard, mine. Wizard, mine. Wizard, mine.
3: Wizard, mine. Wizard,
0: mine. Wizard, mine.
3: Wizard, mine. Wizard, mine. Now, no
0: John, John Weeks. We have. Somebody who's been waiting on the line for a long time that I believe wants to talk to you. So let's just see uh, if this person is still there. 203, what's your name? Where are you checking in from? Brother. This
3: is Mr. Cash. <laughs> I'm the middle school brother. Oh, my God. What's going on, brother? I don't know. I heard you tell about Javier? here. I believe you said my son's Brother. <laughs> What's going on, brother? Uh, yeah. how's go how's it going with that model car you're working on in the woodshop? Just working on this edit brother. I'm still in the old middle Casper, brother. I don't mind I don't mind the car or something, brother. <laughs> 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 what you gonna do when the whole comedian runs wild on you, brother? I don't know brother.
1: I call I call up my team on the KACC, the kick ass Chinese Second, brother <laughs> <laughs>
2: You better not come you around our neighborhood brother hour and a half
3: for like the last like three months trying to make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I am I am grateful that you did. I'm honored that you did. This is the great Kevin everybody.
0: Oh, Kevin Nichols. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking
3: about, brother. This is Mr. Cashmar. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Mr. Cashmar. Mr. Cashmar, my old woodworking uh, professor that I slapped his hands as I uh, as he tried to – I think he would try to steal my car or something like that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I actually slapped his hand. You got to <laughs> yeah. make your steel car go no faster, brother.
4: <laughs>
3: so I agree with that, brother. Mr. Caspar looked like he was a wrestler, I have to say. He looked like he was an old <laughs> 80s wrestler.
4: Yeah, he was the man.
3: Yes, he was. He was the man. He I wonder what man. happened. I, I hear he still is, too. <laughs> <laughs> he was an incredible woodworker. That's all I remember. He was I, mean, I, I don't he was remember perfect. Mr. Cashmore ever building anything in that class, quite frankly. <laughs> because he had to build everything, he would sell it. That's true. That's true. I think he'd just steal all our work and sell it on, <laughs> online or something. All right, guys, I enjoy I the show.
4: Um,
2: <laughs> thank
3: you. I'll be, I'll be listening every time you're on. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. It's an,
0: an yeah. honor
3: to have you, as always. Uh, a lesson in the making. A true lesson, but, Mr. Cashmar.
0: Yes, that's Mr. Right, Cashmar, brother, thank you so much. I should go for, back uh,
3: to the
4: ER and get my handbooked at. <laughs> <laughs> great kid, Mr.
3: Uh, Cashmar. You thank you, me, sir. Work. Thank you. All
0: right, take care. Thank you so much, Mr. Cashmar from the 203 area code. Uh, that's. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, Yes, Th- thank you for waiting so long. I-, I know that you've been waiting the whole show to talk. I appreciate it. I, yeah, uh, I got to Christ- say,
3: that's incredible. He, he, he's, Mr. Cashmore is one of the greatest people I've ever known. <laughs> uh, a professor that uh, really taught me the, to the rules of life and how to, how to play with wood.
0: <laughs> well, that's not the kind of thing one of your teachers needs to be telling you.
3: Wait. <laughs> very true, very true. Good
0: yeah. Night, brother. Yeah, he's gone. Um, okay, I mean, sorry. well, he's still on. I mean, he's still, but he's all, he's gone from the call. Anyway, um, yes, Mr. Cashmore, thank you so much for your patience. Uh, and that was that was good weeks. You really took command of the show there, and really, you you were a good interviewer there. You really uh, you got r- very into it. You had the yes and attitude. You'd be very good at it as, as an improv comedian. Thank you,
3: thank you. I I tried. I I was a little nervous at first. I I got nervous because he's such an old friend, Mister Caspar. He's a great friend, and uh, uh, you know, it, it's it's nerve wracking when you gotta talk to a good friend like yourself, and you know, you try to keep pace with them, and especially when they're a little, you know, you never know what's going on. It's like surprise, surprise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, do. We have in honor of our anniversary. Do we have uh, Charles Ramsey with us?
3: Oh my God! Do we really? Let me see. Charles Ramsey.
0: Do we have the Ramsey?
3: Is Ramsey here? Well, Charles.
0: He's not here. Here.
3: Maybe he's eating his McDonald's.
0: I thought we had Charles Ramsey up here. We have. He must be eating uh,
3: his McDonald's
0: though, right? Wait, maybe is it under something else? No wait, wait. What's your favorite wait, sandwich at McDonald's, okay. anyways? What's your favorite planet? Mine's the sun, cause it's like the king of all the planets. My favorite is double quarter pounder with cheese, no pickles, no onions. You?
3: Uh, that's a strange sandwich, my friend. That's a strange one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: I, I don't really have a. I actually do like the breakfast sandwiches, so I have to go with the egg McMuffin with cheese.
0: Yeah. What? What about meat? Any meat in there? Uh yeah, sausages. Egg McMuffin with cheese with sausage, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking with Charles Ramsey. He's a neighbor. Walk me through again what happened this afternoon. You heard screaming.
4: Well, I, I'm I'm I heard screaming. I'm eating my McDonald's. I come outside and I, I see this girl going nuts, trying to get out of her house. So I go to the porch, and she says, help me, help me get out. I've been in here a long time, you know. So I figure it's a domestic violence thing. So I open the door, and we can't get it that way because, you know, how the door is. It's it's too much like a body can't get through, only your hands. So we kick the bottom, <laughs> and she comes out with a little girl, and she says, call 911. My name is Amanda Berry.
0: Now, do you know who that was when
4: she said that? And she told me, I it didn't register until I, I got to call 911, and I'm like, I'm calling 911, you know, for, for Amanda Berry. And I thought this girl was dead. You know what I mean? And she got on the phone, and she says, yeah, this is me. And the detective, Gregory Cook, <laughs> he says, Charles, do you know who you rescued? And I, I said, I said. Now, when did you see Gina? About, well, about five minutes after the police got here. See, that girl Amanda told the police, I ain't just the only ones. It's some more girls up in that house. So they're going up there, you know, 30, 40 deep. And when they come out, it was just astonishing because I thought, like, you know, they, they'd come up with nothing. I figure, I mean, whoever she was, <laughs> and I say, like like my neighbor, like, you've got to have some big testicles to pull that off, bro. You <laughs> see this dude every day. I mean, every day. How long have you lived here? I've been here a year, you know. You see where I'm coming from? I, I barbecue with this dude. We eat ribs and whatnot. And we listen to salsa music. You see where I'm coming from? And you had no indication there was any kind of foul play or anything. Not a clue, bro. Not a clue. That girl was in that house or anybody. And not a clue she was in the house or anybody else in there against their will. But because well, you know how he is, he just comes out in the backyard. He plays with the dogs, tinkers with his cars and motorcycles. He goes back in the house so He's somebody you look at and you look away because he ain't doing nothing but the average stuff. See what I'm saying? Ain't no exciting thing about him. Well, at least not till today.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what was
0: the reaction on the girls' faces? I can't imagine to see the sunlight, to be around people. <laughs> well, bro,
4: I knew something was wrong when a little pretty white girl ran into a black man's arms. Something is wrong here. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. <laughs>
0: Charles, thank you very much for your time. And well, it's either she's
4: homeless or she got problems. You know, that's that's the only reason why she run to a black man.
3: <laughs> Charles Ramsey, thank you so much for your time. Oh, C. David Powers, is brilliant as always, sir.
4: Brilliant, sir. Brilliant. My pleasure. My ple. Always a pleasure to come join you. <laughs> Blazing Rye, bringing you the free funny
0: since 2010, if you want to call it that. So I think it still holds up, David Bowers, as Charles Ramsey.
3: Oh, I think it was amazing. I think it's even better than I remember it. And uh, wow, he must have listened to that transcript or read it over like two or three times because he was spot on.
0: He, he was definitely did not read it once. <laughs> <laughs> he was all over the place, but he was brilliant. Oh, <laughs> dude, I I by McDonald's.
3: Very good, very good.
0: John Weeks, what, do you, think would it, what, what do you think would happen?
3: Yes. What would happen if what?
0: <laughs> That's the question. I can't answer that question. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's your favorite scene in season?
1: <laughs> All right, let's
0: jack off, gentlemen. Uh, owner Kell, kick us off.
1: So I'm just supposed to read this. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> so I'm on the set now, and I'm watching the director <laughs> scream at everybody. He's screaming at all the people, all the extras and everything. That's how he got his thing done, you know? So now I'm in a room now with me, the midget, and Sophia <laughs> <laughs>
0: And
4: the director. Now, Right? And there's a photographer, just like Darren is right here with a picture. Yeah, just so like right Darren is right here.
0: But your <laughs> timeline is skewed. You do remember that uh, – uh, so our flight didn't get canceled at Newark. It got canceled at, the, at Charlotte.
3: That's right. Yeah, you're right.
0: No, you're
3: right because it's Chili's too. That
1: son of a
0: bitch. Yeah. Spain's main. <laughs> Chili's too. That son of a bitch. <laughs> Chili's too is the villain in our life. Chili's too and Jay Leno. Ah,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, you're gonna go work on some cars. We'll eat the crab cakes. We're gonna get food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be flight. It get canceled.
0: <laughs> I
1: just
3: remember that Chili's too. Was horrible, and uh, <laughs> so, so was that that Phillips. What's it for breakfast? Seafood? for, I got a egg. I got a crab omelet for breakfast. Who does that?
0: <laughs> that was disgusting. That was that your was po- the end. Quality of life.
3: That that that, that happened. That that whole uh, conversation about quality of life happened after that. Just awful, 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 <laughs> awful. awful. I, I'm still waiting for that book. When the hell are you going to write a book? I'm telling you, that book's got to be written about true, the wedding. But... And there's got to be a whole a chapter about the uh, bachelor party and oh. that
0: wedding. Cool. Just but you, uh, awful. <laughs> 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 but you know what? The thing is, I, I very nearly added a tag to our link tonight that, that was going to say bird watching. And I I didn't because I was fearful that Jesus would actually li- listen to this and hear you saying, oh, just awful, awful, terrible, awful. At least throw that son of a bitch. Because <laughs> clearly he hasn't heard shit. Yeah, I,
3: I'm, I'm glad he hasn't, because he probably wouldn't be friends with us anymore. But no, I, I think, definitely I, and not. I'm glad you didn't tag it either, because, yes, yeah, just <laughs> awful. I mean, we, we should. We should really uh, designate an entire show just talking about that wedding and bachelor party. It's it, it almost like I have an anniversary about it because I find it very redeeming. It's like a therapy session. Uh, <laughs> I think everything everything builds up over the year uh, just just from that time. It's just ridiculous. It's, uh, every time I see a damn bird, I <laughs> see what happens, you know, what could happen during a bird-watching party. Every time I hear somebody <laughs> talk about it, how much fun they had at a bachelor party. I remember how little fun I had on my bachelor party. Every time I hear about how beautiful a wedding is, I remember how terrible a wedding event can be.
0: I'll let you go all night.
3: Oh gosh, well this one I'm going to have to write a little uh, report on, you know, because I I need to remember the events. I need to memorialize all the events because, uh, yeah, otherwise I'm going to start forgetting and. In a way mm-hmm. in a way I'm trapped in this never ending cycle of always having to remember so I can just get through it. Because otherwise if I get stuck so much like getting stuck in a nightmare, like you're just repeating yeah. the same thing over and over. You're like you all I see is like the cupcake falling over the, the, the ledge <laughs> or I keep I keep hearing the the same that dreary southern band please keep playing that southern music. And I can't I can't get out of it. I just can't get out of it. <laughs> you are clinically depressed.
0: Because of all this.
3: I I think if there's a word worse than clinically, it would be. (laughs) I I think I'm clinically insane and depressed.
0: Morbidly depressed.
3: Yes, that's a perfect word. (laughs) Morbidly depressed and insane from that event. Yeah, things just keep repeating themselves. I just picture our, ourselves in that Chili's too. Just like constantly drinking terrible margaritas and uh in front of that uh, American Airlines desk is pleading to get uh. our flight. Oh.
0: Uh. We were tweeting Sorry. about
3: it? Well, no, no, ple- I uh, ple- uh, pleading, no, pleading, pleading for our
0: pleading A- got And
3: it. I, th- I think you were on Twitter, weren't you? Weren't you giving, like, a review on Twitter or something? I don't
0: American know. I, d- I, I don't know. I definitely did it for Delta when – manger when I flew to Puerto Rico, but I, then I thought better of it. I was like, I really shouldn't have done that because then maybe they won't let us on the <laughs>
2: Um
0: But, you know, it's weird that you say that we need all this closure, which I definitely agree with regarding Jesus' wedding. But I don't know if you've reached the age yet where the friends who did get married are now getting divorces – so that's begun, right. And,
2: right.
0: and what sucks for me about it um, <clears throat> is not that I'm concerned about my friend's well-being, but that right. <laughs> that the, all the people who go to the wedding and spend the money on getting to the wedding and lodging for the wedding and buying clothes for the wedding and all the time you devote to the wedding, they right. they do not have – uh, there needs to be because there's a group gathering to get together for the marriage, the union. There needs to be a group gathering for the divorce. I think that all the friends and family and everything need closure because you threw the uh-huh. big party, and then if you don't have the the big party to to to, to, to you know uh, throw it in the trash, then there's no closure.
3: Absolutely. You know what? You bring up amazing points that nobody really talks about. I mean, yeah. sometimes there's like a sometimes there's like a divorce party, or you hear something about that. But that's not. I think you know they should one up on it. There should be a, like a formal event, much like a wedding, where there's a divorce, you know, reception or something like that, and yeah. people you know get to air their grievances and they're almost like festivists, and talk yeah. about it and kind of have this closure. Otherwise. You always ha- that's absolutely perfectly true, I think you're right, yes. because uh you know people you know Great have on. this wedding and then they have this big event for it, and then it just kind of dissipates it slowly fades away. You have to have an ending to it, otherwise yeah. you're just always constantly in that relationship. i totally don't i I totally get what you're saying that's a brilliant move, I think that should be done um
0: what do you and mean I'm not by
3: just being uh about it? <laughs> What do you mean by
0: what do you mean by divorce parties? You mean you mean like a guy will have a divorce party with his friends, right? You don't mean both, right? You don't mean that they'll the couple will together have it because that's what we need. We need the couple to all together with all the friends of both sides come together to split up. It's like that Darius Rucker song, "Girl, can we have one more night? Can we make a... Just to break up our lives. That's what we need. Yeah. Yep.
3: I think you're right. I think you're right. It, both parties need to come together during this divorce reception and just admit that it's over, and you know, kind of have a good time about it too. You know, just yes. you know, be happy that there's closure there, because otherwise it just lingers on and on, like my nightmares about this wedding and <laughs> party,
2: about Foxy,
3: you know, slapping, literally slapping me in the face. Because I didn't go downstairs to the Boom Boom Room with her. I mean, it was really, uh, it was, it was ridiculous. Did <laughs> she want be? She wanted to take me upstairs, right? Not downstairs. I think she wanted to bring Ken downstairs. I don't, know. I don't yeah. remember
0: that. But the one was up, one was down. <laughs>
3: it was, it was just, it was not a pleasant experience. I think everything that could have went wrong went wrong after that night in New York. After we left New York, and you know your plans, and we went into Hey plans. It was the end of. It was the beginning of the end.
0: Even that night was terrible, and that was the only yeah. good night. And it was terrible.
3: Yeah, you. were It seemed like after we left the bowling alley, you became possessed. Like you went, <laughs> we we went to that restaurant, that cho- awful chocolate bar or something, <laughs> and I, I think you you just went into you like zoned out completely. Yeah, I was. And I, you know, I, it I was amazing.
0: I, I was passed out. You
3: were. You were, but I think. It was a, it was your mind protecting itself. You know how we have certain survival skills where we just mm-hmm. shut down sometimes. I
2: think <laughs> you yeah.
3: shut down from, you know, from Zeus's, uh, you know, ridiculous bachelor party. But I yep. think that was very smart. Uh, yeah, but, you I know.
0: Think, yeah, I think that's a good point because when we started pre gaming at mine before we went out that night, I, I remember I was thinking like I definitely need to get hammered tonight and, <laughs> and i had a ton of beer in the fridge and like everyone else probably drank like two at the apartment and i drank probably like six and then we went out and i just you know kept drinking and drinking to the point where i think you found me in an alley or something at one point at night yeah. Um, yeah but it uh, but yeah, you're right. Maybe I it was good that I was unconscious for a lot of that.
3: <laughs> I think I think that was great because it just kept piling on and on for me. And I think that's what Perry was. Perry was a genius. He came in there, he observed for about six hours, and he got the hell out of there. <laughs> you know, Perry, Perry was. <laughs> I, I don't know anybody smarter than that. And he came in, he knew that this bird watching party was gonna be awful. He got the hell out of there.
0: I'm so mad that you brought Perry up. I forgot about him.
3: Yeah, Perry was, like, almost non-existent. I don't even know why he went there, but I think he was there just in, in face only for the first six hours. And then, um, I, you know, I got to write a whole book on this as well. You had to write this book because you're much funnier, but I can write all the details from what I remember, and I can give you that information so that you can, you know, help you write this because uh, this needs to be written about. This is yeah. probably the worst bachelor party and wedding
0: of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right, and Tommy boy. Um, I was going to say and anniversary party, but that wasn't that bad. Um, I mean, not no. anniversary, not engagement party. It wasn't that yeah, bad. That was, that was bad. That, that, was, that, good. that was
3: good. That it, was good.
0: Well, I don't know if it was good, but it was definitely foreshadowing the bad since it was at the bird situation. Anyway, Bane's main. Oh, yeah,
3: sorry. We could go on about that all night. And I think we should. We should have a a show dedicated to just that.
0: And it should be Uh, titled Why Jesus and Amy's Wedding Was the Worst Night (laughs) night by Jonathan
3: Weeks. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Totally. I could write write literally a thousand pages on it and why it was so bad. All right. Okay, so this is my favorite scene to The main man for your main event, and it's between two superheroes who are starting a civil war. Hey, nope. you want to see something cool? I pulled something from Dad's archives. Timely, FDR signed the lend-lease bill with these in 1941. These pens provided support to the Allies when they needed it most. Some would say it brought our country closer to war. Steve, it's not for these. You wouldn't be here. I'm trying to, what do you call it? uh, uh, An olive branch? Is that what you call it? Is Pepper here? I didn't see her. We are kind of, well, not kind of pregnant? No, uh, definitely not. We're taking a break. It's nobody's fault. I'm so sorry, Tony. I didn't know. A few years ago, I almost lost her, so I trashed all my suits. Then we had to mop up Hydra, then Ultron, my fault. And then, and then, and then, I never stopped. Because the truth is, I don't want to stop. I don't want to lose her. I thought maybe the Accord can split the difference. In her defense, I'm a handful. Yeah, Dad was a pain in the ass, but he and Mom always made it work. You know, I'm glad Howard got married. I only knew him when he was young and single. Oh, really? You you two knew each other? He never mentioned that. Maybe only a thousand times. God, I hated you. I don't mean to make these things difficult. I know, because you're a very polite person. If I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. No, you don't. No, I don't. Sometimes. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth, but I don't want to see you gone. We need you, Cap. So far, nothing's happened that can't be undone. Please, time. We can make the last 24 hours legitimate. Barnes gets transferred to an American Psych Center instead of a Wakandan prison. I'm not saying it's impossible, but there would have to be safeguards. Sure, once we put out the uh, PR, there are documents, they can be amended. I file a motion. Have you and Wanda reinstated? Wanda, what about Wanda? She's fine. She's confined to the South currently. Vision's keeping her company. Oh, God, Tony. Every time, every time I, I think you're seeing things the right way, it's a 100 acre with a lap pool. It's got a screening room. There's worse ways to protect people. She's not a U.S. citizen, and they don't grant visas to weapons of mass destruction. Protection. Is that how you see it, Tony? This isn't protection. It's internment, Tony. Come on. She's a kid. Give me a break. I'm doing what has to be done to save us from something worse. And that's my favorite scene, which is very long. It's just the main main picture made of main main.
0: Yes, yes. I thought you were going to do the whole movie.
3: <laughs> yes, that was a very long scene. I think it was still. Cool. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And, my, and what's
3: my favorite,
0: favorite scene? scene? Yes. yes, my favorite scene what? is uh, from uh, a movie called She's the Main colon, Deep Blue Sea and Amanda Baines plays Samuel L. Jackson and she says enough! That's enough now from all of you! You think water's fast? You should see ice! It moves like it has a mind! Like it knows it killed the world once! It got a taste Ooh. for murder! When the avalanche came, it took us a week to climb out. And somewhere, we lost hope. Now, I don't know exactly when we turned on each other. I just know that seven of us survived the slide and only five made it out. Now, we took an oath that I'm breaking now, swore that we said twas the snow that killed the other two, but it wasn't. Nature can be lethal, but it doesn't. Hold a candle to man. Now you've seen how bad things can get and how quick they can get that way. Well they can get a whole lot worse, so we're not gonna fight anymore. We're gonna pull together and we're gonna find a way to get out of here. First, <laughs> we gotta seal off this <laughs> That's
2: the thing that she's made the man.
3: <laughs> well, hold on, hold on Let me guess Was that uh, Samuel L. Jackson in Deep Blue Sea?
0: Yes, exactly I mean, it was exactly what I said prior to doing it But the fact that you got the guess <laughs> right yes, yeah, fantastic You did that yes. very
3: well Because uh, uh, you know, I remember the sense of like Safety and security He gave everybody And then he gets eaten by the shark You did that very well, my friend Very good job <laughs> Thank,
0: you. Thank you, and I've never seen the movie I've never seen the film have never seen the film? I've never seen the film. But you know what? My co-counselor, when we were uh, at Leap, he wanted to take the kids to see it. And so he had to, like, write a letter to get permission to see an R-rated movie. And then he, like, took it to the, the site coordinator. And she was like, uh-uh. No way. It's rated R. And it was stupid. Oh. But he wanted to bring the kids to see Deep Blue Sea for some reason.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, it's got it's good... Themes of nature versus man and uh, genetics, you know, engineering and all this kind of stuff. Not a bad film, but that you, you deliver that—that's the best speech I think of one of all movies because it's so—he <laughs> he delivers it so well. He delivers such a sense of security, and then all of a sudden the shark comes out of nowhere and bites him in half, and you're like, oh my god, this, this is not the kind of movie that I thought it would be.
0: <laughs> well, I can think of no better way of his. <laughs> Ending the show, then by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't biz, hit the brakes, Florence. Um, and uh, there was this one time I was at a play. Uh, <laughs> we were friends with uh, Rip Torn's new wife. The old one's long gone by this point. But afterwards, Rip Torn, he was at a party. It was the after party. He was going around arm wrestling everyone. And Rip has this tendency to think the cops are after him. And he gets very drunk. And he goes around and he's arm wrestling everyone at the party. And he beats everyone, and then it got to me, and this was many, many years ago, when I was twelve and and I had the grip, and I beat him and then after that after that, he goes, "Somebody owes me a martini
3: <laughs>
0: and what are you going to do with that Barbie doll?
3: Well, if you sit on the toilet too long, you bring out your gun, shoot them up in the sky say why are
0: you taking that long on the toilet? And that's it. <laughs> Happy anniversary, my friend. Thank you, my friend. You as well.
1: Happy anniversary.
0: Thank you. Good night,
1: weeks. Good night, everybody. Good night, sir. WCBS Newstime, 603.
0: Millions of people watched David Letterman bid farewell to television last night, but a few select people were able to do it in person at the Ed Sullivan Theater, giving him a standing ovation.
4: Okay. Nothing. They've tried to keep things light, and he made sure to make fun of himself. I'll be honest with you. It's beginning to look like I'm not going to get the Tonight Show. I don't think so. star-studded lineup of celebrities included Peyton Manning, Jerry Seinfeld, and Jim Carrey stopping by
0: for a top ten list of things I've always wanted to say to Dave. Bill Murray delivered number one.
4: I'll never have the money I owe you. Oh, no.
0: WCBS reporter Peter Haskell caught up with some of those in the audience. For many fans here at the finale, this is personal. I got really emotional when Dave said goodbye. Ryan Holmes feels a connection. When I think something's really funny, uh, I do the, like, a high-pitched hyena laugh, and Dave's the only one that gets me to do that.
4: Dan Farrelly agrees. It was outstanding, bittersweet.
1: I'm so sad to see him go.
4: Many here say the top ten list was their favorite part.
1: In Midtown, Peter Hanskall, WCBS News Radio eight eighty. The show ran an extra seventeen minutes, so for those who set their DVRs without extending the recording time and missed Dave's farewell words, we'll play those for you coming up at six thirty.
4: WCBS News Time six oh four. The U-